0: winning weekly smith for the win
1: runji k yo
2: yeah, what's good everyone welcome to the nfc preview for winning picks weekly as always my name is john malika co-host of nicks jets etc joined by greg albert video producer of nicks jets etc co-host of the jets episodes and the guy who's, who's leading the way here on winning picks weekly especially on the twitter winning p weekly what up greg
1: what's going on man ready to talk some more gambling ready to finish our NFL preview because NFL week one is upon us. I I can't believe it's here. College football was incredible this past weekend, but to have both NFL and college is something else. So I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's get into it.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, what what a hell of a college week one to start off here. You can catch the AFC preview on the, on the past episodes on Knicks comma jets comma ETC period on our YouTube. Uh, you know, if you like and subscribe there, you'll, you'll have access to the, you know, the, all the Jets pods, the Knicks episodes where the Jets will be doing a, a preview and a review of every game. So yep. the Knicks coming up, especially with the Donovan Mitchell stuff coming down. Now there's Cam Reddish news and <laughs> rumors we got to get to. Uh, and of course, winning picks weekly where we did the, the college conferences previews. But more importantly, now we're going through week by week. We have the, the previews and the reviews going mm-hmm. there as well. So. You know, check out our episodes. But here we are, Greg, like, not only is it back, this is the last preview episode for us. So I feel like it's it's an end of an era for us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) summer's officially over when we stop the previews and start doing the reviews and the week-to-week stuff. So, yeah, weekly college on here, weekly NFL we'll be doing on here, so... NFL will be going over every game, talking about it, kind of handicapping, seeing what we like. College stuff, we'll be breaking down some of our favorite plays from the weekend because, quite frankly, there's just too many to go over every game. Even though Toledo over UMass was a stone-cold lock, we can't (laughs) go over every single game, but... Yeah, like you, you all, highlight all the the ones. Over, over.
2: was a stall called log too? Already
1: yeah. over. That was just the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. 42 and a half point spread, 45 is the over. So you're just betting you already be want to score. They got a touchdown, they got a field goal, they were scoring. So, that was the easy, that was the easiest bet. I said it to my buddy. I was watching the games with him. That's going to be the easiest bet of all football all season.
2: <laughs> I agree. I agree. And
1: it was week 1 of college football.
2: <laughs> I actually agree. But what a, what, what a world we're in right now, man. You, you mentioned summer's over. Yankees play today. As I mentioned, we got a little Labor Day, Monday, Clemson, Georgia Tech action to, you know, keep us going here with football. And we're still previewing. So let's start with the ever so dreaded and our neighbors in the, M- in the East here the MFC East. And to be quite honest, this might be one of the hardest divisions to pick. And it is simply because nobody wants to win this division (laughs) (laughs) by by the looks of it. I mean, the New York Giants have have the longest odds here, so that makes me tempted to like them the most. I definitely don't love anything here. The Eagles line has moved significantly uh, over the last six months. They were, like, a solid two, even almost a three, you know, uh, within the the standings here all year ever since – the league started. Uh, the Eagles are "quote unquote" like Rich Eisen said, making a super team again since Vince Young. I, I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> you know they got a couple of nice players. AJ Brown's going to be really nice over there. I, I like. I, I I would say I love the Eagles to win the division. They should. I don't love plus one thirty five in this division though because I think they all equally stink. I don't think there's one capable quarterback. I, I think you can make an argument for all four of them to be the best quarterback in this division whether it's Daniel Jones, whether it's Dak, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, how you feeling about Carson Wentz? I, it, it's tough out here in, in this division. I, I would go Eagles number one for me. If I had to choose a two, I guess I would do Cowboys, but I, I don't really love what they have going on, especially because they rely so much on their running game. So, yeah, this one's really an Eagles or pass for me, but if you're looking for value, I mean, the the commanders and the Giants plus 600 plus 750. That's egregious. Any Anybody in the division shouldn't be over, over plus like 250 because they all stink, man. Well, what do you got here going on? Yeah, yes. I
1: agree. I agree with that. I kind of like that thinking for the commanders or the Giants to just kind of surprise. And, you know, I think the Eagles won the division last year at nine and eight. So you don't need to have a great record to win this division. Um, Cowboys got a lot of injuries, uh, leading up to the season. Um, you know some of their players are a little bit older. Zeke, Dak. You know the offensive line that was, commit, you know, dominant three or four years ago. So I don't really love them. I do like the Eagles, and I'm torn between the Eagles at plus. I see on Fanduel 135 for the division, or their alternate over is ten and a half, and that's 140 or 145. So one. 140. That's interesting
2: stat that you brought up. That. Last year, nine games on the division in the 17 game schedule.
1: Yeah. I, don't yeah. Know, I, feel
2: like, I feel like they're just as close, if not even closer, to each other than they were last year.
1: Yeah. So I think going into this, I like the Philadelphia alternate over 10.5. But 11 wins, you, you could still win this division possibly with nine or 10 again this season because I think they're all going to beat each other up. You know, I don't think they're. Anyone's particularly better than the others. I do think Philadelphia is the best team out of this, and they by far, I think, have the easiest schedule in the division, if not the division, the NFL. I mean, it's crazy, the teams that they play. So, um, you know, I think the hardest team on here is Green Bay, but then after that, you're looking at, like, New Orleans, you know, Minnesota. Well, and you have all those teams at home. Tennessee, you have all those teams at home. So there's three or four tough games, maybe, but all those teams are home. Your road schedule is very easy. So I, I like, got you saying. Up until they they have a week seven bye.
2: Before that, their schedule is as easy as it gets in the NFL. They're at the Lions home opener versus the Vikings at the Commanders home versus the Jaguars at Arizona. And then home versus the Cowboys before a bye week. I mean, it does not get easier than that going into your bye week in the NFL. Yeah. Coming out of that, you're home versus Steelers at the Texans, home versus the Commanders. I mean, before week 11, (laughs) you know, Cole will talk, you know, Packers, Titans, those are real teams. We'll give that to them. Like, you don't even
1: see them until you know, week 11 until the you know, week-
2: we're, we're in the cold months here
1: <laughs> yeah i had the eagles last year too and they were so frustrating at, some, at times and i said on all our episodes again we'll be going over this week by week nick serrani the head coach for the eagles scares me sometimes because i think he forgets that they are awesome at running the football like they have three or four running backs they were fantastic last year and there was plenty of games where they went it felt like quarters without running and running and running the ball they ran it two or three times at a quarter and it's like dude I know you can't go totally one-dimensional, but again, rushing yards per game, first in the NFL last year. Rushing yards per attempt, fourth in NFL. So, like, a rushing yards per attempt. So, like, you can run the ball, you can run the ball well, like, just keep running the football. So that worries me a little bit sometimes with his play calling, but I think he had an offseason to get it right. I'm going to go to the Eagles division instead of the alternate over for this because I don't know if they're going to really need 11 wins to win this division, and the odds are pretty much the same.
2: I like that, and I get short odds on the Giants or Commanders. I don't hate that, but I definitely do not like them as football teams. That's just long odds um, talking here. and Let's talk about another really bad division, and honestly, another division where, in my opinion, no team wants to win it, and that's the NFC North, man. (laughs) Usually, this is supposed to be easy, right? Aaron Rodgers, best quarterback, Green Bay Packers. I do not feel confident. I cannot believe it's minus 155, dude. I think that is egregious for them to win the division. The Vikings here are an easy pick for me. Some Honestly, Greg, and I'd like for you to talk me out of it here. I have them in all my division parlays. I have them every which way. It's talking it off. the This is a lock for the Vikings. I mean, they have clearly the better team. From front to back, Kirk Cousins is, I'm not going to say he's like Aaron Rodgers. He's obviously not, but he puts up numbers. You know what I mean? He can he can mess with Aaron Rodgers, but what helps him is he has Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, even KJ Osborne came on. Their offensive line looking okay. Dalvin Cook, you know, is great. They have a, a couple of young running backs to the point where they want to get rid of Alexander Madison, one of the top, uh, you know, holds in fantasy From when Dalvin Cook gets hurt inevitably. They got yeah. a solid defense. The yeah, they're looking for like a
1: fourth round pick for them and they couldn't get it. But they're trying to move them. So
2: they got they, they're they're good mm-hmm. everywhere, man. They're really decent. Um, they're they're for me they're like an average team in the NFL. But I feel like an average, they're above average in this division. So for me, I I just don't understand. I'm like, what am I missing here? Am I just like missing the boat on the Packers? Have I overwritten them? I mean, don't even talk to me about the Lions and the Bears, dude. I those seem are disgusting for me. So that's why this isn't really easy. I feel like process of elimination i could easily eliminate two teams right off the bat here i won't even do that in the nfc east the last division we talked about you know what i mean
1: yeah i'm with you because in the nfc east this really could be anyone's race depending on how injuries go and if the giants or the commanders find something with the giants with the new coaching staff the commanders with carson ones with i mean good luck to you no one's been able to find that <laughs> yet so um the packers i think are her <laughs> interesting i I don't feel as confident if I was going to pick anything for the division, it would be the Vikings just because they're plus money, and I don't know if their heads and tails better than the Packers. The Packers haven't been investing in their defense steadily for four or five years, so I think there's a chance that we see kind of more of a conservative play calling and offense from the Packers this year, and it's more you know tough. Field position games, you're not going to be scoring 30 or 40 points. Um, cause they're, you know, I think Tunyon's hurt their tight end who had a good season two years ago, didn't really do too much last I think year. He's going to
2: be here though. I think he's going to play.
1: Yeah. And then their wide receivers, obviously, we you know Adams left in the offseason. So you have a bunch of young guys trying to step up and then you have Randall Cobb just hanging around. Who knows how much he's going to actually play. So I think the Vikings overall front to back are definitely the better team. I just think the Packers at this point are kind of like the Patriots to me in a way. It's like you just have to bet them until they lose the division. If you bet against them every year to lose the division, you're just going to end up losing money until, you know, you're six or six or 10 years in, you're finally like, "Ah, I told you someone else was going to win. Like the Packers just win and then they lose in the playoffs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> that's just what they do. So for me, I like the Vikings. Was it uh, nine and a half? I think is their over under. I like that play for them. Um,
2: so, so far, I mean, with both your teams, there's that 10 team plus parlay that you could take. Yep. I believe it's up to 19. So honestly, like the way you're going here, I would just, you know, go more towards that parlay instead of taking them all even. But what's funny here, Greg, is the NFL is a little messy. And it was a little messy here doing Vikings versus Green Bay week one and Vikings at Green Bay week 17 on January 1st. I mean, they know what's up. And then they have – and then the Vikings are at Chicago week 18. I mean, it's kind of set up for the Vikings here, you know, I mean? in, so, in a yeah. weird way. You know what I mean? If they could just win those three games, you know, th- th- that almost guarantees them the division in some weird, sick way. You know what I mean? If they have the, the tiebreaker over Green Bay – They got some, you got the extra division game versus the Bears, the last game of the season where presumably the Bears are going to be trying to lose. I'm just assuming they're not going to be in the playoff hunt and they're going to be trying to wrap up better playoff position. So it kind of works out for them.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at the back half of the schedule, you know, starting in the mid November 11, you know, November 20th, you're home against Dallas, home against New England, home against the Jets (laughs) at Detroit, home against Indy, home against the Giants. It's like you're playing back half of the season. You're not traveling at all. So, and when you do travel, you're at Detroit, which is you know only a bus right away.
2: Yo, af- after November 13th, the the Minnesota Vikings do not travel unless it's to their inner division in their inner division games. They go to Detroit on December 11th at Green Bay, 17 week 17 and week 18 at Chicago. That's it. That's the last time they travel. 11:13 before Thanksgiving to Buffalo. That's a really nice schedule, man. You're talking, nice. Me, you're talking to me against the way I'm trying to help. I'm asking you to walk me off the cliff. You're pushing me so, <laughs> another way. So I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like you're silly if you don't take the Vikings every which way you possibly can.
1: Yeah, I like the Vikings a lot. I like the Vikings. <sighs> plus 240 is amazing, dude. Yeah. And I mean, Minnesota to win the Super Bowl is plus 4,000. I don't think that's a crazy bet. If you look at some of those teams around there, I think they're definitely the better. First year head coach. First year head coach, but he has, you know, he has experience with cousins. He has experience, you know, working with him and stuff like that. So I'm not as worried as other teams around there. But if you're looking at the other teams at plus four thousand, you're looking at the the Dolphins, you're looking at the Raiders, you're looking at the Saints, you're looking at the Patriots. I think the Vikings have the best team at all those teams. I
2: agree. And they're going to win the division. They're going to have a home game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have them in a division parlay and I have them to win the Super Bowl. I have them over nine and a half.
2: (laughs) So I'm talking to the wrong guy here to walk me off. I guess this this podcast all over Minnesota. Yep. We'll see how it goes. They got to win week one too. I love them. They're plus two and a half week one. We'll get into that uh, on the next pod. Check out the next episode here on our YouTube, Apple, Spotify, if you like and subscribe, that'd be fantastic. Leave us a comment.
1: Yeah, I mean, just just a little little teaser for the episode. Underdogs are seven and one the last eight games against Green Bay and Minnesota. Like. So it's it's stuff like that that we'll be talking about week in and week out with all these matchups.
2: Week one, bro. Week one is right around the corner. All right, going to I'm going to go with the easiest division, easiest division in the NFC here for me, and so I want to see how you feel about it here and. I feel like it's chalky, but somehow, someway, it's better odds in Green Bay. And that's why I want. was like, what am I missing division winner of the day here, Greg? And what am I missing here with the NFC West with the Los Angeles Rams? Champion Rams. Like, What am I missing? Plus 125 to in the division. Behind them, there's the San Francisco 49ers who don't have a quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. They have the Arizona Cardinals who... Don't like their quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. And then we have Seattle Seahawks who have Geno Smith. So, uh, what am I missing? I love that Seattle's plus two thousand here gives me some Jets vibes. Right? <laughs> Big time, which is, time. <laughs> which is uh, you know pretty appropriate with uh, Jamal Adams and Geno Smith starting over there, uh respectively on both sides of the ball, which I think is hilarious. We'll get to all. We'll get to the, the you know more NFC Jets teams here <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. coming up. What am I missing here? How, is, how are the Rams not in every single parlay? How am I not smashing the Rams? Uh, 120, plus 125,
1: they're... ow. I think it's a tough... I mean, I think it's one of the tougher divisions in football. I think that it's tough to repeat. There's a lot of concern over Matt Stafford and his arm in the offseason. No limits, you
2: know. bro. No limits, he just said.
1: Yeah, you play... <laughs> you know, you play... I don't know. If you win the Super Bowl, you play the 21 games. It's a lot of games compared to other teams that are just playing, you know, 17. So, yeah, you're
2: right.
1: Um, That's
2: in New England, bro.
1: It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, sure, teams have done it before. I just don't know. The Rams, they, I mean, Odell, he got, got injured in the Super Bowl, but he played a big part in the Super Bowl to get them the lead. He's not back. Allen Robinson comes in. I like oh, Allen Robinson. this year.
2: I don't understand people like Odell Beckham's coming back. He tore his ACL in February. Like, what are we talking about?
1: Yeah. So, you know, Cam Akers, you know, ruptured his Achilles last year, two years ago, came back towards the end in the playoff run. But um, only came back for
2: one game. I know there's some revisionist history here. He had the one uh, amazing game, and now it's like, oh, my God, Cam Akers is back. And we just kept screaming Cam Akers is back the whole way. But it was really one game.
1: Yeah, I think there's more holes in this team than people think. So that's why I think it's only plus 125.
2: It loves Von Miller.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
1: They lost Von Miller, that's for sure. They probably lost a couple other people. You know, Wentworth retired or whatever. There's a couple other people. I'm forgetting. Uh, yeah, so San Francisco, though, on the other hand, I I like them. Uh I don't like them to win the division because I am scared about the Rams, but I'm taking the over for them. Um but The alternate over plus 10 and a half.
2: Don't forget, they did add Bobby Wagner and Leonard Floyd. And Jordan Fuller. I mean, they got, a, they got a squad on the defense to replace Von Miller.
1: No, they definitely do. And I, you know, I think that, I think they're going to be good. It's just, it's very, very tough to repeat. You play the best teams and all the divisions when you play against other divisions. Um, like I said, there's some fatigue. There's some serious fatigue with going back to back. You know, some of the players on there are pretty old. Cooper Cup. Can he do it two years in a row? I don't know. Matt Stafford. Can you do it two years in a row? I don't know. So I think there's some question marks, rightfully so.
2: So who do you like here? I mean, for me, it's Rams or nothing. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't even touch the Cardinals. I w- I know how the Cardinals would be attractive, especially if they could stay in it. And like you said, if the Rams stink. I have no faith in the 49ers. I think they don't have faith in their offense at all. To be, I know like they are arrogant about how their offensive genius is, but I also know that they think Lance stinks, and I I think that's why they kept Garoppolo. So I don't think they trust. If you're right about the Rams, which I don't think you are, but if if you are to be right about the Rams, and I feel like the sneaky best bet here is the Cardinals because if you think DeAndre Hopkins is going to come back healthy here, it wasn't an injury suspension. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna be trying to make a comeback. Everyone's gonna forget about it by the time it's like week 15. You know, what I mean? no one's gonna remember anything about suspension. You got Marquise Brown. You have yeah. Connor. You know, you have a couple of nice tight ends, including the rookie McBride. You got uh, Erd still there. Uh, they got a decent defense. You, you think there's, you think that? I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm not a big Cardinals guy, but the way I'm looking at it here, I feel like there's some value.
1: I think there's value too, especially at like plus three seventy. I don't yeah. think they're, they're that different than uh these top teams. Like I think you know there's not that big a difference between them. I think they need to take a step, and the step being that they need to play good football all season long. I mean, that's been the knock on Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, right? That's it's hard. just been their ability. What's up? They start hot. Yeah, they start hot and they just don't finish. They're banged up. They, like, people get hurt, whatever it may be. They just can't finish out the season. So that worries me a little bit about Arizona. But again, if you're looking at it plus 370, you know, the last few games of the season for them are pretty tough. So when they're, when they're, you know, when they're traditionally not playing well, they play again, starting November 13th at the Rams at San Fran, home against the Chargers, home against New England, at Denver, home against Tampa Bay, at Atlanta, at San Francisco. Like there's one easy game there and that's at Atlanta. Other than that, you know, every game's a rock fight. So, I uh, I'm a little concerned about them to win the division. Um maybe they're over if you want to take a look at that, but for me it's San Francisco. I just think they have a good offense. I know Trey Lance is unproven, so that's the big X factor. If he comes in, he's okay. I think that they have enough weapons around him and enough experience around him to uh, get over as a 10.5 at plus 135. Is the alternate over. I like that uh, for San Francisco.
2: All right. I mean, I don't see how anyone rational would not bet the Rams especially if the Rams are plus 125 and the 49ers are plus 165. I, I hear your reasoning. I'm still not buying it. For me, that's way too close. It's got to be Arizona plus 350. It's got to be, it's got to be San Francisco plus 350. It's got to be Arizona plus 550 for me to like these divisions, to be honest with you. And it should be Rams minus 110. That's, that's really, if I were, if I were making the books on this, I would leave it that. And I would bump up Seattle, maybe to plus 2,500, you know, <laughs> entice someone to maybe take them a little bit harder.
1: Yeah, and I do have the Rams uh, in a parlay in my division parlay. I'll give out when we go when we finish going over all the yeah, but yeah,
2: I have them. And okay, let's talk about the NFC South here because speaking of division parlays, I was so confident about this one, Greg. I was I felt like a genius all summer staring at these conferences, and putting them in the parlays, and this was one of the genius ones I I, I, I felt. Like, uh Joe Schmo better when I was taking the Vikings. Like, oh, this is easy. You know, everyone sees that the Vikings are better, even though they're second place. Like, it's still an easy, you know, winner here. But I felt like a genius when I was taking the New Orleans Saints, man. I really... I was like, dude, plus 300. uh Tom Brady coming back, doesn't matter. Offensive line now dropping like flies. Tampa's never beaten New Orleans. The uh, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have never beaten New Orleans in the regular season. Yeah, uh, The Saints just... You know, got our boy Marcus May and the Honey Badger. They still got Demario Davis. They got Michael Thomas coming back. Added Jarvis Landry back to Louisiana. Chris O'Lay from Ohio State. Beast. They replaced Armstead. You know, that sucks, but it's okay. Kamara is not getting suspended, which was, you know, pretty big. It I brought think.
1: back Mark Ingram, too, to back him up. Like, back in the good trusts, old days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was really hyped about that. The only reason I'm feeling a little trepidation is because of our boy Marcus May getting into some some more legal issues. Let's not get into that too much, but not great over there. So at least they have the Honey Badger there. I still like them plus 300, but I'm telling you, this is like one of my favorite bets. Easily like, let's go. I'm ready. Because again, process of elimination, I think the Falcons stink. I think the Carolina Jets, I mean Carolina Panthers absolutely suck. Who just got an Henry Anderson? Now another New York Jet. I mean, how's that working out for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> you guys just keep keep going down that road. Doesn't make any sense to me. I don't even think you like Robbie Anderson, who's one of the, their prized possessions, honestly. What do you think? What do you think about this division, dude? I'm still on the Saints here, but I'm not feeling as confident as I was if you talked to me maybe a month ago or maybe a couple of weeks ago.
1: Oh, I think you have every reason to be confident with him. I like them too, plus three hundred. Um, you know, I think they have a good rushing attack last year, obviously, you know, Jameis went down with an injury, so they kind of had to figure it out at quarterback. He's back for them this year. They add a bunch of weapons at wide receiver, which they were devoid of last year. So I think that, um, you know, if he stays healthy, I think they have a good shot at making a, making a deep run. Um, their defense is stout. I mean, rushing yards per attempt, they were best in the league last year. Uh, total yards per game seventh yards per play fourth they were a top 10 defense at any statistical category you look at so they were i mean even turnovers they were they were 10th so they're very good defense that to your point maybe got better this offseason yes they lost a couple people i think they lost a big name safety i'm blanking on his name now um but they brought in two so I think that they have a shot to do damage. I like them at plus three hundred to win the division. I, I can't b I still can't believe the line after all the injuries in Tampa Bay and the lack of injuries that I've seen out of out of New Orleans camp going into the season. I'm very surprised that it's still plus three hundred. I also love the Tampa Bay alternate under ten and a half. Um Damn. my take last Eddie year was
2: you think it's in my heart. I don't necessarily think it's in my heart.
1: My big alternate under last year was the Chiefs. This year, I think I'm going big on Tampa Bay under ten and a half at plus one thirty-five. I mean, maybe it comes down to one name and one name only, Todd Bowles. Like he's your coach. People forget that. That Bruce Arians is gone. Todd People Bowles is the Bay. coach. You know, especially did you, hear,
2: did you hear the last interview? Actually, speaking of, I'm uh, part of my take. Going off yep. that Todd Bowles is amazing.
1: Yeah, he's all amazing until he start losing games. He was amazing in New York too, until we started doing boneheaded stuff left and right. So maybe with, maybe with Tom Brady there, there'll be less of it, but I just don't have, I just don't have faith in this team in the long run. There's so many injuries on the offensive line. You know, Godwin's coming back from an injury. You bring in Russell Gage, who's okay. Julio Jones, who's on the last, the last end of his career. You know, I just really don't see it them making a run like everyone thinks their defense is really good. Obviously last year, they had a lot of injuries on defense. That's something we talked about again, week to week when we do the weekly episodes, we pointed that out a lot. Um, and their offense was good last year, but the whole team's a year older. Like I said, people have left. And then if you look again, you know, their, their schedule is pretty tough. So they start two games on the road, then they get three at home, but those three at home are green Bay, Kansas city and Atlanta. So Atlanta being the easy one, and then they finish the season with you know New Orleans at San Francisco, home against Cincy, at Arizona. We talked about in Arizona. I think they're going to be a little bit more improved. Then they finish with Carolina, Atlanta. So they have two easy games at the end of the season that could really kill you (laughs) if it's close on the over/under. But you know, in the middle of the season, too, Baltimore and the Rams, like they have a really tough schedule. So. I don't have faith in faith in Todd Bowles. I don't have faith in this offense being as dynamic as it has been in the past. So, um, yeah, I like the alternate under ten and a half. I love the Saints to win the division. Man, love it, love it, love it. I'm have nervous. that everywhere.
2: I'm nervous about us liking it too much. Do you have any thoughts on this Panthers team? I mean, since we are talking previews here.
1: I don't know. I loved the Panthers last year. They started out so hot. I was so excited about it and then they absolutely imploded. So um I haven't even looked at them really out of spite because I hate them so much. Um I think I mean I like, fair enough. <laughs> I kinda like yeah, I kinda like Matt Rule because you know, I think he's turned around programs. However, I think he's maybe on the hottest seat in the NFL right now. You bring in Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has to work. That hasn't really worked out in Cleveland. So, um, and they have studs in Cleveland all around them: offensive line, running back, wide receiver. You know, don't even get me start on the defense compared to Cle- compared to Carolina. So, um, you know, I think it's an uphill battle. I think there's going to be a lot of headlines out of Carolina this year. So, I don't know. They're over under six and a half. I don't know if I would take the under, but I'm definitely not taking the over for them.
2: All right, I mean, I I, I can't stand this this kind of, line of team. You know, I was all over them last year with you, especially halfway through the season. We thought when Cam Newton came there, it was about to be the resurgence. We loved their defense at the time. Man, I have no faith in them at all. Yeah, Even less faith than I do in this Clemson team, which is getting kind of killed by Georgia Tech right now. <laughs> you know, just got to throw not that up good. there, but dude. Uh, is it just me or is the NFC way easier than the AFC, dude? I feel like these divisions are easy here. Do you have any fun NFC, you know, kind of things that you're throwing at the wall here? I need for for the previous
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, so we kind of talk, you know, division by division, but I do have um my division parlay. So we talked about it. I like Minnesota there just because it's a parlay. Um Saints, Eagles, Rams. All those are plus money, so all together it's a hundred bucks to win seven thousand one hundred.
2: Yeah, that's my that's a, that's what I have too, dude. It's the easiest parlay. I like I, I'm nervous that you have that. It actually scares the gluing crap out of me.
1: Yeah, I think Minnesota is the only thing that's a little tough there. So if if you're worried about it, you could always hedge it. You know, bet put a bet in on Green Bay or just take them out of the parlay. But I think those three, you know, the Saints, the Eagles, and the Rams, I think have good shots at um. Winning their division pretty handedly, so um, with that in mind, then I like uh, Super Bowl odds. Oh, What are the Saints Super Bowl odds? I didn't have that.
2: Oh wow, I think- they didn't think about that. But isn't isn't the isn't the Super Bowl in Arizona this year? Do you think they're going to have a repeat home game for Arizona? Or do you think that's out of the question?
1: No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Arizona is good enough to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, fine. Um,
2: I hate them too. So I'm glad you feel that way.
1: Yeah. But I do like, uh, Eagles plus 2000, Minnesota plus 4000 and Saints plus 4000. I mean, I think, uh, I think the Eagles, all three of these teams, they really have one competitor in their division. So, you know, the Eagles have Dallas, Minnesota has Green Bay and the Saints have uh, Tampa Bay. But if something were to happen to any one of those competitors, you have an easy division then. And that gets you a good seating in the playoffs. It gets you a home game in the playoffs. Um, and at plus like 2000 for the Eagles, but then plus 4000 for Minnesota Saints. I think those are tremendous odds. When I, I listed off the other teams at plus 4000 earlier, I think Minnesota and uh, New Orleans are head and shoulders above those teams. I mean, I have the same parlay. I have
2: nothing else to add there, dude. I, that's why this all feels so weird. I feel like I don't know what I'm missing.
1: Little fun bets, little fun bets on the side. Stafford, Rogers, and Cousins to throw 35 touchdowns each. I don't know if I talked about this on the last pot or not, but that's my NFC one. Uh, Stafford, Rogers, and Cousins, 35 touchdowns each is plus 1820. 100 bucks wins the 18 hundred dollars. I think all three of those quarterbacks are going to have to throw a lot. Um, Rodgers is the one that maybe scares me the most outside of Stafford's injury. If Stafford's not injured, I think he's going to throw a ton. I think Cousins is going to light it up this year. I really do. I think he's always been in you know that 8 to 12 quarterback range, depending on who you're talking to, just consistently. Never anything credible, but just consistent thrower, always up there in passing yards and touchdowns. So I think he gets done again. Rodgers has is devoid of weapons, but if anyone can do it without weapons, it's him and Brady. So I threw him in there, and like I said, Stafford, if he's not injured, I think they have a pretty good offense this year as they did last year. Um, and then also to to finish us off here, worst records, my favorite, Seattle Seahawks plus seven fifty, <laughs> I bad. think is tremendous value, <laughs> and then the Bears plus seven fifty also I think tremendous value for the NFC um i think that you know like you said i don't really like putting money in all season long but you know i have to do it with some of these so if i'm gonna put money in it's got to be worth the risk and let it sit seattle the bears i love that bet because i just root again i don't care who they're playing i just root against them every week It's good so
2: in that that same token greg on top of the four leg NFC parlay that i feel like is easy if you add even one division bet from the AFC that you think is easy, maybe like the Ravens at plus one forty five, it jumps up from one hundred twenty seven grand to, 100 to win 17.5. Yeah, so it's like,
3: crazy.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Just add. You don't. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to start throwing in. You know, the AFC South, which you get wacky. The AFC West, which everyone's good. The AFC East, which who knows? Right? If you want to throw in the Bills, there, if you think that's easy too, then jump up to twenty five K. Right I mean, like that, that's the stuff you can kind of play with right And then if you want to jump it down to 10 bucks instead of a 100 bucks, you're still going to win you know two grand you know, from, yeah. from ten
1: dollars oh, a ten dollars a bit, which is yeah lunch. Yeah,
2: so.
1: yeah, and then you talked about it too. We talked about it on other episodes to win 10 game parlay. It's a mix of AFC and NFC teams, so I probably said on the other episode, but Rams, Chargers, Ravens, Colts, Eagles, Vikings, Saints I love 100 bucks to win fifty
2: eight hundred I love it, bro. I love
1: it. Just got to win 10.
2: All right. And that kind of, that wraps up our NFC episode, dude. Nice and concise. Feels like it's easy. And we're going to eat our words. Famous last words. Of course, this was so easy, but we'll see how it goes, man. We either geniuses or absolute morons. And I can't wait to find out which one (laughs) it is. (laughs) Yeah. We'll
1: definitely be looking back on this episode. Like we we were either so right or we were so terribly wrong. So that's, that's the futures game though. That's how it goes. So, um, yeah, like and subscribe. Stick with us throughout the season. Cause like I said, we, we'll be doing every game of every week for the NFL. We'll talk about our favorite bets for college football. We'll be up to date on all the injury reports and all the things happening around the league. So you don't have to be. And we'll bring that to the table every week when we do our podcast or our YouTube channel if you're checking us out on uh, Knicks, Jets, etc. over there. so
2: Yeah, like Greg said, Knicks, comma, Jets, comma ETC periods are YouTube. On Twitter, we're winning P weekly um you know and that's where we are on apple and spotify like like and subscribe leave us a comment leave us a five-star review we'd appreciate it hit us up on youtube hit us up on twitter we'll get back to you let us know what you got hit us up on the dm to ask for picks let us know what you got going on
1: yeah let us know what you're taking and we'll let you know what we're taking we're all here to gamble we're all here to have a good time do it responsibly and we'll see you guys next episode
2: all right we out